Every Faithful. This is just to let you know there's more than one way that you can check in on the different types of degree of fuckery we get into. You can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or just watch us on YouTube or Rumble. Don't forget to like, share, and comment where you can, or just leave five stars on Apple Podcasts. We, we, we thrive on things like absolution from our audience. But see if we can get this steamrolled into something big. We're depending on you. Thank you for watching. Now let us begin. Welcome, Angry Faithful. Today on Nerd Sports, episode 53. We're getting up there on that. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 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 Uh, today we're going to talk about the vigilanteism that might be oh wait i'm just talking uh the batman i watched that and again 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 that's, and that's it's basically not so like, much it, it's just the, it's the legend of the batman <sighs> if you're going to be very particular about it yeah <laughs> anyways uh we actually have some really weird interesting uh um uh, Sports news today. Uh, do you want to go first? Because I'm going to uh, touch on the NFL stuff. Yeah, we will. Let me go first, and then I will let you take over, and I'll let you, I'll let you bask in your in your glory for just a few minutes. Okay. So yeah. And uh, Johnny wants to talk about the game. Well, among other things, yeah. So <laughs> I, I I went to the uh, went to the Rangers game uh, versus the Angels over the weekend. Um, Glad that the Angels won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. I'm not a homer. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, you know, I wanted to go because you know, one, I got to take in a game with my kids. Uh, you know, which is what baseball is really all about. You know, it's it's about the family aspect, right? Oh yeah. So, uh, it it it's one of those things. It's I hate to say this. It's much like wrestling for me because. I I got into wrestling only because my dad. My dad only got into wrestling because my his grandmother, uh, and it just it's just one of those things that uh, once you all get into that type of sports and everything, or it, it carries over the next generations and stuff. Yeah. Did you lose your mind again? You're trying to find it. I did. I, th- I think. Where did I do my phone? <laughs> oh, dude, that's the second phone that I had to help try to find this t- uh, today. One guy was like, "Hey, would you help me try to find my phone?" And I'm like, "You want me to call it?" Go ahead and talk. What you, talk about what you're going to talk about. Yeah, let me call you. Help you find your phone. Yes, this is. This is the amount of episode that we are doing. We're we are literally trying to. I was like, why? Why am I not? Why am I not seeing? And you know, I, I could have. Oh, uh, what happened here? Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> we are we are so professional, dude. I, I can't really say anything because I've seen I could have like, used my I could have pinged my phone from my MacBook and I'm just like <laughs> I'm like such an idiot. God <laughs> No, what's really sad is it's the, like uh, I, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's really sad about this whole situation, though, is the basic fact of uh, it's like, oh, if someone comes up, it's like, oh, y'all professionals. It's like, I've seen some podcasts that are like high rated and very well known. And it's like, wait, they're, they're not just professional? <clears throat> oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. No way. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no. Anyways, you got you got your uh, you got your uh... yeah. So I had my had my boys over the weekend. Now that was opening day weekend, right? Well, it, it was it was the home opener. Home opener. Uh, it was home opener weekend for the for the Rangers. Uh, it's still technically opening week. Um, and so um. Jesus H. Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. There, I'm going to put my phone on by, on silent. There we go. <sighs> okay. So, moving on. Um, I wanted to see Mike Trout play, and I wanted to see Sho- Shoei Otani play. And uh, Who were they playing? They, they, they're, they're, they play for the Angels. Okay. So... Shohei Otani, you know, he's the cover athlete for MLB The Show 22 this year. Um, he's the two-way player, uh, pitches in and plays a position in the outfield. Uh, guy's an absolute monster. Unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he hit two, two, two home runs the night before. And I was like, man, this is going to be, it's going to be kind of cool to watch him play, you know? Um. Yeah, he did okay. Um, over the, uh, you know, over the course of the game, and I think it was his last at bat. He managed to hit a three-run home run. You know, and I'm like, he when he hit this ball, dude. You know, like it didn't have any launch angle to it at all. It was like a missile, dude. I mean, straight frozen rope. It was a line shot, right? Hit this damn ball 427 feet. Jesus. You know, and I'm sitting there going, huh, okay. It's almost, it's like, it's almost that like that uh, video I've been constantly seeing the last couple of weeks is uh, that guy getting hit in the ass and it's bouncing off like a couple of feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it something like that? I mean... I mean, I wish I could use a uh, butt, my butt like that, but he he had an ass. I mean, that boy was thick. He he did. But, he did uh, dig. You know, it was just, you know, I took my brother. He's a Rangers fan. I had an extra ticket, and I'm like, you you do you want to go? You know, and you know i i understand that we're probably i'm probably opening us up for you know potential slander lawsuit but are we past the 5 minute mark it doesn't really matter most of the stuff most of the stuff is more popular on the, the podcast side okay side. fuck more buffalo fun. wild wings man dude specifically I... the one no specifically the one in arlington next to the stadiums the reason I say that is we get in there, you know, cause I got down, we got down there early. Cause you know, I'm like, all right, 
parking's not going to open up until at least three hours before game time. I wanted to get into to the stadium, try to get into the stadium before batting practice, right? And, you know, because it's like, it's batting practice. I mean, guys are out there taking 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 swings, and that's the easiest time to collect a souvenir, whether it's a foul ball, whether it's a home run, you know, or guys that are just down there fielding these fly balls or just chucking them up in the stands, right? So we decided, all right, I'm going to eat a little bit before we go into the park because I don't want to I don't want to take out a second mortgage on my house to pay for concessions. Yeah, concessions are freaking ridiculous when you go to situations like that. It's I went to yeah. go see I went to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts and the person that went with me they're like uh do you want any concessions? It's like, dude, I've gotten raped more times in my life. I don't need to get raped right now. But uh so <clears throat> we're sitting in that Buffalo Wild Wings. And the waitress finally comes up and decides to take our drink order. <clears throat> I wanted a strawberry lemonade because, you know, it was just, I wanted a lemonade. Everybody else got Cokes. Like, okay. They all three got their drinks. It took her 15 minutes to bring me mine. Then when she did, she finally took our order. And, you know, so I got the, you know, traditional wings. Colin got, um, boneless wings and then reagan got you know he got a burger right and my brother ordered a burger my wings came out colin's wings came out then reagan's burger came out and then forever it took it like it took another 15 minutes for my brother's burger to come out and when it got when it came out it was cold he's like yeah there's no heat in this i was like let me flag her down so it's like i was like hey this burger's cold. So are the fries. She goes, they just made that. I'm like, no, they didn't. We would like him to have a hot one. Right. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the manager's going to fix it and bring it out for you. I'm like, yeah, okay. Knew exactly what was coming next. They threw the damn thing in the microwave, then brought it back out. Cause like it took them five minutes five five minutes to heat that burger up in the microwave and bring it back out to him and i'm I've like seen, i've seen waves i know what happened yeah you know it's like i get it it's game day it's whatever but they weren't that fucking busy they really weren't i don't like going to bar buffalo wild wings for the same fucking thing i just refuse buffalo, to go back buffalo, to buffalo wild wings buffalo wild wings and hooters i will not go to ever again it doesn't matter which town it is in if you're just like oh we're going to hooters all right y'all go hooters don't you want to see the women no no i don't Uh, well first off the most of the time when the women that work at hooters that's their day job and their nighttime job is working a pole yeah so fire 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 women right Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They uh, they are employed uh, polishing the uh, the the pole. Yeah. From, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, uh, and they may or may not have an Oscar Foxtrot page. Yeah. But uh, I've seen some hot fire women though. 
and I literally uh, I've seen some some places like she's a fire oven. Oh, we're we're burning some down like tonight right now. I might I might and then and then someone told me it's like oh they also do like uh uh first responder stuff. It's like I think I got a heart attack. But, you know, it. it's kind of funny because I'm like, I, I finished my drink and, you know, normally you get free refills. Yeah. And to epitomize the laziness that our server had, I asked her, I said, hey, can I get another lemonade? Oh, well, I'll have to charge you for a second one. Is that okay? And I was like, seriously, just bring me a fucking Coke. I don't right, think so any 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 place anymore does non. Uh, they always do free refills. Yeah, because they charge like four bucks for the drink. It even said on the menu, lemonades were free refills too, and I'm like, it's just bring me a fucking coke, you know. And I would I would honestly talk to our manager after that. I'd be a Karen. Well, right considering there. this was the same, you know, Dick sneeze that that threw a damn hamburger and a plate of fries in a microwave for a couple minutes and brought it back out and said oh yo here's your uh, we made your burger again no motherfucker you didn't i just re- i just I, I refuse to go to wild wings anymore their wings aren't that good their burgers are fucking trash i would rather eat red robin burgers than than wild wing burgers and i cannot stand red robin you have one job you advertise yourself as gourmet burgers and Can't you fuck that. it up like a wet dream every time yeah, that's the reason why. I like oh, but they got unlimited steak fries. So fucking what? That's the reason Big why deal. I like Bricktown. Brick yeah, Bricktown's got good stuff. <laughs> Anyways, so we, you know, the tab there was like damn near seventy, almost eighty dollars. Yeah, and I'm like sitting there looking at, it, I'm like, for what? But I forget Arlington likes to charge food tax and gratuity tax. There's two different taxes on the receipt. I'm like, I cannot stand the Metroplex. I really can't, man. I just can't do it. Anyway, so I pay the tab. I get out. We get out of there. The guy at our the the parking lot. Normally, parking doesn't open up for two hours before the event, right? Mm-hmm. But the guy was cool, man. I pulled up and I was like, "Hey, man, is this where I need to be?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." So I showed him my parking pass. He's like, "Park anywhere you want in here." I was like, badass, dude. So, like, we went ahead and parked, and we walked over. Um, I still don't like the way that they handle the ticket lines. You know, it's like, oh, you you know, you can't get in for me. It's like, what if we want to watch the home team take batting practice? You know, I mean, is that still a thing? Apparently not, right? Because, you know, fuck, you know, (laughs) fuck the fans, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. they finally let us in and we made our way up to our seats. And initially we were sitting in the upper level, right? Nosebleed gives you like where all the black Friday ticket purchases went. Right. So I was fine with whatever seats weren't that bad. It's just getting up there. Right. Um, it was a great view. I sent you that picture. I was like, yeah, just asked me like, Hey, you want to do an episode or do you want me to do it? And I'm like, yeah, you do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm at I'm at the game. I was like, but, oh shit, I fucking forgot. But um after the sixth inning, we moved down to the to the lower concourse. 
and found some recently vacated seats from uh, some older people that were leaving for the night. Um, so we, we took their seats, which, you know, any, like, basically that's kind of the rule of thumb after the sixth inning, you can move around and you can sit somewhere else as long as that seat's not currently occupied, you know, um, and within reason, of course, you can't go sit down by the dugout. You can't go sit back down behind home plate. You know, there's certain areas that the ushers are going to be there going like, Hey, do you have a ticket? No, go back to your fucking seat. You know, um, I mean, you just got to be smart about it, right? You know, don't be greedy. But um, anyway, so we moved down to the lower concourse. And you know, I mean, it just made it even cooler because we're sitting there. Uh, we're sitting down there and we're watching. Shoya Tani comes up to bat and he hits that home run. And we were surrounded by Rangers fans. And me and my th- two boys were wearing our Red Sox uh, jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't care. Red Sox, we knew the Red Sox weren't there. We're still repping our squad and give a fuck, right? So we're sitting there and the guy turns around and looks at me and I was like, whoa. He goes, yeah, I don't care who you are. That 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 dude is amazing. And this dude's decked out in Ranger gear and he was, you know, he took a, took a, took a second to step aside from your stereotypical Rangers fan. And I'll get to that in just a minute. Um and just really kind of recognized and kind of showed some respect, you know I mean? He's like, if, 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 he, if, if we would have caught that home run ball, we would have kept it, you know I mean? Some Rangers fans, they tend to toss those balls back out and onto the field. And I'm just like, why it's a home run ball. The odds of you catching one are very are pretty slow. low. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't be a douche nozzle. Fucking keep the ball. If you don't want the ball, give it to a kid, you know, but you know, you, you get a lot of these Ranger fans, and I, and I say it's not, it's not, let me preface this, it's not exclusive to Rangers fans, because every team has a portion of their fan base, Red Sox included, specifically the Yankees, Mets fans, Phillies fans are the worst, that's just because they are all members of that trash city, Philadelphia, I mean, Philadelphia fans were the ones that threw batteries at fucking Santa Claus at an Eagles game, so. I mean, they have their own SNL, uh episode with the uh eagles and the patriots yeah so i mean there was this couple that that were sitting down in the you know the seats that we moved to they were sitting further down towards the railing and they were just like trying to chirp and start start shit with everybody right and this guy finally turns around and sits down and his his wife girlfriend whatever she decides to do one of these passive aggressive, I'm going to stretch and I'm going to flip everybody off behind me kind of a things. Right. We're like, yeah, you're real fucking kinda, classy. I kind of did that once, but I was kissing the chick that I just uh, stole the chick from. And I was giving the bird. I was, I was making out with her. And that, that wasn't a bad thing. No, but I, I mean, this, this, this girl, I mean, if it wasn't for no class, I mean, if it wasn't for low class, she wouldn't have any class at all, right? Yeah. Anyway, so she turns around and she starts talking. She's like, she's calling everybody behind her a bitch. If they don't like it, they can fucking come down there and do something to her. She was antagonizing people. Just yeah, she was egging people on. 
And one guy was like, hey, there's kids sitting around here. Watch your mouth. And he was like, fucking shut the fuck up, bitch, 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 bitch. Fucking fuck you, you know. And this guy got up. And he went and he flagged down uh, stadium security, right? Like the security supervisor was standing there. Yeah. Security supervisor goes and sits right behind these people. For like five, six minutes. They didn't even realize they were there. And then they start getting up, taking more photos, blocking people's views, leaning up against the railing, which is a big no-no. And, uh, security supervisor stands up and he's like, you can't do that. Get off the rail. He's like, we're just taking pictures. He's, I said, get off the rail. If you don't get off the rail, I'm going to have you, I'm going to, I'm going to remove you from the stadium. And, uh, apparently this lady turned around, this guy's woman turned around, said something to the security supervisor. He leans down and he just kind of goes, you, you, and all of you come with me. (laughs) He took that whole section and fucking escorted them out of the damn stadium and they got cheered, you know, and I'm like, why? And, you know, because when they walked past you, you could smell the amount of alcohol on them. I'm like, oof. Hope you ain't got to walk too far or you got a damn Uber plan because, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that smells like an accident going to happen. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, people like that ruin ball games, man. They ruin the experience. And Yeah, because I've, I've seen so many freaking videos of uh... – fans doing upworld shit like that one i mean it's it's fucking ridiculous i mean it is it's it's retarded is what it one, is man. one know your limits on alcohol and two know your limits it's like they they've never really been in public before and and you get them like almost everywhere nowadays mm-hmm. it's like oh i can do this i can do that hey, especially i I've, i know it happens no matter what and I, I'm not blaming social media on this because it's not social media. It's just these people are just. Using no, it. it's the social media generation, dude. People have forgotten what it means to get punched in the mouth for doing some shit in public. Nah, I've, I've, I've seen some uh, things when I was a kid that people think they, they're all tough. And it, it, it's more or less one of those things to where those people hang out way too much together. And they think they're invulnerable when they go into a different section. I was like, uh, uh, Matt was talking about one uh, that a couple of gangbangers are driving right behind them and everything, and they parked, and they they called ahead. They called their friends ahead. It's like, hey, uh, we're coming in hot. Get everybody ready. And they all swore, all the rangers swarmed in and everything like that and just scared the shit out of these people. They all got oh, yeah. Was he, was he part of that the... group that kind of helped take uh, take control of Tacoma? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and, and he was, uh, and he got a, he got his tires slashed. So almost everybody there got their tires slashed. But yeah, it was, it was one of those situations is once you meet your bigger, better group. That's when your dick gets smaller. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, overall, man, the experience was great. Um, spent, I really only spent like $30 on hot dogs and drinks. It's not bad. I went to Disney World. I didn't. I, and here's a trick. You pay six and a half dollars for the for the regular ballpark, not a hot dog, right? Mm-hmm. You stay away from the novelty foods like the boomstick. It's a fucking twenty four inch long hot dog. It's got every topping under the sun on it. It comes out on trays with, I think, like three forks on it. How much is that? I don't know. Never, stayed away from that. Not, I stayed not away from it. I don't know. You might. It might actually be a, a little bit cheaper if it's like, if it's like, fifteen, sixteen bucks or something like that. Maybe even twenty bucks. I mean, your whole whole crew can eat out of it. You only had like four four people there, right? Maybe, but I saw people in our original section buying three of them, and people were eating it themselves. Anyway, so the Rangers ended up losing that game eight to two, and I don't know, man. It it <laughs> Rangers fans are kind of fickle, you know. They 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 were leaving during the ni- uh, eighth inning. Oh really? Oh yeah, dude. They were making for the they were making for their way for the doors. They could have won it in the night. They could have. Now. I did talk to my son, Chauncey, uh, my older son, uh, the day after. I told him, when he, hey, was like, I took your brothers to the game last night. And he was like, oh, my God, Rangers pitching is a fucking train wreck, is it not? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, and then Noah Syndergaard, or Syndergaard he uh, pitched for the uh, Mets last year. Mm-hmm. His nickname is Baby Thor because of his long, flowing hair, right? He started, he was the starting pitcher for, for the Angels. So I got to see those three guys play. And I was like, ah, man, that's pretty cool. You know, because I don't get to go to a lot of ball games just simply due to the fact that the nearest Major League ballpark is two hours away, at least right now, until we move to Houston when it's 40 minutes away. But, um, you know, I'm like, I want to see certain players play. You know, I had the luxury of being able to kind of break into baseball and, and see King Griffey Jr. play at the Old Kingdom. I got to see so many King Griffey Jr. home runs. I got to see Randy Johnson pitch. I got to see Harold Reynolds play, Jay Buhner play. Um, I got to see a lot of great ball players come in through Seattle when my dad was stationed there. And, I mean, even, even the... Uh, you know, the, the visiting teams, like the Oakland A's, you know, you had Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, and Mark McGuire back when it was the Bash Brothers, man. I mean, the, the height of the steroid era, you know. Um, saw Dennis Eckersley pitch. I saw um, Cecil Fielder, uh, slugger for the Detroit Tigers play. I mean, I got to see so many really great Hall of Famers play 
anytime I got a chance to go to a ball game, dude, it's, you know, I'd kind of chalk that up as one of those, you know, how often are you going to get to experience A, B, and C, you know, um, like, you know, you're only going to see a finite number of sunsets, not finite number of sunrises. You're only going to get the chance to tell somebody in your life that really means the world to you that you love them so many times before they're gone, right? Mm -hmm. Getting to experience those things with my kids is, it's finite. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, we could get season tickets or whatever, but how often are we going to be able to make that drive? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, that one time that I, uh, I mean, I mean, with my military career, I ended up getting to go like different places. I, I, I looked at a sun, uh, sunrise at the Alps. How many people get to say they've done that? There's right. No covering. And it was just, it was just a barrage of color on that uh, mountaintop. And it was just yeah. freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but Moving on into uh, baseball news. Um, Keep going. Fernando Tatis Jr. He he was had a, he was interviewed and he quote had a good day. Um, he he got to return to some light baseball activity today. Uh, he broke his arm during the off season during a, in a motorcycle accident. So. Um, Let me see here. Um, Bryce Harper's nursing a sore elbow. Uh, Mike Trout got plunked on the hand last night during the uh, season or series finale here in Texas. Um, X-rays were showing up as negative because it came in, came in on him, and it and he took a took a pitch uh, off the wrist. Yeah, so the X-ray. If you hit it just right, I mean, my daughter got beamed with the basketball and broke her arm. Yeah, so um, it, they came back negative, and so he's listed as day to day. So that's that's a good thing. Um, I found a really cool uh, Jackie Robinson Day T-shirt um, at the ballpark, and I, I went ahead and got it because I mean it looked cool. Um, it says breaking barriers and it has this year's uh Jackie Robinson Day lo- or Jackie Robinson Day logo on it. And for those of you who don't know Jackie Robinson, uh Day is celebrated every year on April fifteenth. Everybody wears the number forty two, uh, which was Jackie Robinson's number for the illustriously ignorant. Jackie Robinson was the first black player to play <laughs> major league baseball. Um, he quote unquote broke the color barrier. Although even though Ted people like Ted Williams, who was a uh, half Hispanic, was playing in the major leagues before Jackie Robinson was. Yeah. But it, it was the first and I hate using this term, but Negro player, first black player to play in major league baseball. Yeah. Um and I heard something interesting because I, I was listening to MLB radio on uh, satellite that, uh, the, that morning. And, uh, you know, they were talking about 
you know, we don't necessarily need to talk about who Jackie Robinson was, but we need to talk about who Jackie Robinson is. Now, obviously, the man himself is dead. He died. But his legacy still lives, right? The doors that he opened still are open for for players of non-Caucasian persuasions. Okay, let's just say that. Um, and just what he brought to the game, uh, the pure passion for it, the love for it. Now, was he the best player to break that barrier? No. But he was the right person for the job because he was able to withstand the racial bigotry, the attacks on him, you know, um, without reacting. Because if it had, he had taken a swing at somebody, that's all the reason that they would have needed to kick him out of baseball and the whole experiment would have failed. Yeah. Would they have tried it again later, maybe years down the road? Possibly, yeah. But the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers at the time didn't necessarily want the best baseball player, but he wanted the right person. And he picked Jackie Robinson to be that person. And I don't know. I mean, there was a few players that, that, that voiced their opinion that, that maybe the number 42 needs to be retired for good. Nobody needs to wear it anymore. We just need to remember him. Like, no, yeah. That's remembering who the man was versus the who the man is and who what his legacy is. That's why we wear the number kind of a thing. And it goes back to the number or to the movie 42, right? I don't know if you saw it. I've but, seen clips. But yeah. So Josh Black is playing Pee Wee Reese. And he walks up to Jackie. They're in Philadelphia, I think it is, uh, playing a game. And he walks over and he's like, no, maybe tomorrow we'll just come out here and we'll all be wearing 42 so that way they can't tell us apart. You know, that line was actually said. And, I mean, obviously you could look at somebody and say, well, he's not white, he's not black. But at the same time, I I get the symbology behind that statement and I completely stand behind it because there's no room for racial bigotry anywhere in this world let alone sports. And, you know, being able to watch these these men come in and play a kid's game at the highest level, that's a gift. And who cares what their skin color is? You know, um, they show up for work, and, and they put on a great show. They give it all every time that they're up. And... That's, I mean, and it, it inspires not only people from their own demographics, their own social groups, their own ethnicities, because I, I refuse to wor- use the word race when it talks about, when we talk about blacks, whites, Asians, Hispanics, you know, I, I hate, because we're all the human race. Yeah, and, right? and, and, and it's more or less just different cultures. And everything. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down as far as just like an ethnicity, you know. So, I mean, sports, if anything else, sports, the sporting arena, you know, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, soccer, hockey, you know, uh, 
PK Subban. He's a black hockey player, you know, and he's good. Granted, he's, I think, like French Canadian, but still. So, (laughs) but, you know, when we, when we go to a sporting event, part of that for me, at least is an opportunity for us to forget the outside world. Uh, It's for an opportunity for us to kind of put real life on hold for a few hours. And it's, it's a place for us to escape a place for us to go and maybe catch a glimpse of our childhood, you know, and, and just to come together as a society, you don't, you don't really see a whole lot of, you know, it's like that scene at the end of the movie, major league when, when the Cleveland Indians, not the guardians, this is when they were still the Indians beat the the Yankees in that one game playoff to go to the playoffs. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And everybody in Cleveland's losing their collective minds. And the blue collar guy looks over and sees the punk biker with his hair all spiked up. And then they just kind of shrug their shoulders and hug each other and start jumping around and celebrating. You know, it's, it's, that's kind of like a microchasm right there. It, a sport allows people from all different walks of life to be able to come together under a unifying denominator. It's whether it's the Red Sox fans or their Yankees fans or their Rangers fans or their Cowboys fans or fucking Las, you know, Las Vegas Raider fans. It doesn't matter. We're all there rooting for the same thing. You know, um, we may give each other shit and, and cut on each other for the teams that we root for. But, you know, it's like I saw a Yankees fan walking around at the ballpark and I had to give him crap because the Yankees got shut out by the Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles. And I'm like, uh, as I taste today, he goes, what? I was like, you know, that humble pie, because you guys got shut down by Baltimore. And he was like, man, don't fucking talk to me. Right. Now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. See, that's what it's about, you know? So, it gives us something to just kind of like have in common aside from being human beings. The fact that we love the same sport and in a lot of cases, love the same teams. It gives us something to come together and something to talk about, something to distract us from the real world, something to, uh, so it gives us something to be able to view the real world through a very unique prism. And I, for one, hope that we never stop celebrating that annual Jackie Robinson Day. I would love to see us, because in Pittsburgh, they they celebrate Roberto Comlente Day. Mm-hmm. I want to see that instituted major league-wide, because we need to remember the type of person that Roberto Comlente was. Because he died on a plane in a plane crash traveling back to the Dominican Republic, I think it was, for charity, for humanitarian aid. And it devastated the city of Pittsburgh, and it left a, a vacuum, a power vacuum in baseball. The guy had amazing numbers. 
He was a stellar athlete, but above all else, he was an amazing human being. And that is why the, like, you get the Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year Award in the NFL. It's, it's just for, you know, humanitarian efforts, you know, giving back, contributing to your community, right? Baseball has the Roberto Clemente Award for the same premise. Oh, okay. You know, so if if we have an award named after Roberto Clemente, then I think that would only be fitting if we have a Roberto Clemente day. And not everybody has to wear the number 21, you know, but what's something in a move that I did, I did approve that major league baseball did this year is that players in the past who have won the uh, Clemente award had the option of wearing a patch on their uniform, designating them or identifying them as a past winner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's usually like a patch on the back of the hat or something like that above the MLB logo, right? I'm like, that's cool as hell. I like that. You know, it's a great idea. But uh, did you did you go over your football news? No, no. We'll, we'll go over it now. Uh, go ahead. Knock yourself out there, bud. And this is actually just a uh, – I found this out 30 minutes ago, uh, CBS NFL. If you want to take a look at it, you can uh, NFL investigates Browns for allegedly tanking in 2016 and 17. Reviews especially include soon per report. And what this article is saying is the uh, basically the uh, white is also charged with investigation. Uh, Brian Flores, who's the uh, white, is the actual lead uh, investigator on this. Uh, passed it. Uh, was claims that he was offered a hundred thousand dollars per loss from the Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross during the 2019 season. Also, so once Florida's lo- uh, lawsuit became public, former Browns head coach uh, Hugh Jackson suggests he was paid by Cleveland to tank. Browns owner uh, Jimmy uh, Hanslam uh, permanently. Stephen Hawking's going to help me out. Vehemently. Vehemently. Vehemently, yeah. Denied the claims, and uh, <laughs> Jackson later uh, walked back uh, walked back his comments in a February interview with CNN, uh, Anderson Cooper. Cooper. Uh, you know, it was never often money, like Brian Flores had mentioned. Jackson told Cooper, I think this is a totally different situation, but has some similarity. Jackson told Cooper that uh, was there was a plan that benefited uh, certain people when players did not perform well, maintaining, uh, maintaining that the Browns wanted uh, wanted to lose, even if they weren't playing uh, paying the head coach per loss. Basically, it's one of those. It, it dives down basically to the effect of I wonder if people were like gambling on us too. Because hmm. usually on situations like that, if players are paid to lose or people are paid to lose, it's old mafia talk uh, tactics to where uh, 
Uh, well, I also don't. Yeah, I know where you're going with it, but I think a lot of it is because they were looking to try to get the best draft pick. They were trying yeah, to get I, the number one draft pick. I I get that too, I and mean, I was gonna uh, say that too, but it, it's one of those situations where you you're trying to do something so you benefit. Yeah, and, and it's you can't do it the right way. I mean, the, the Browns made it to the playoffs this year, didn't they? Uh, last year? Yeah, 2020, uh, 2021, 2022, 22 season. How long? Because it was one of those, uh, uh, weird ones that, uh, because there was a lot of, like, uh, what you call it, uh, no, no, last time they went into the playoffs was 2020. So they didn't make it to the playoffs this year either. But it, it's it's just one of those situations where uh, why would you do that? Because if, if right now someone found out uh, and coming back into our, our, our past where uh, – Everybody's gonna, even if it's top secret, someone's someone's already told somebody because they want to get late. It's like I'm going on this special mission. I might not return. Someone's gonna know something about that secret mission, so it's always gonna come out. Mm-hmm. Secrets don't say secrets, even if there's multiple people, especially if there's multiple people. But you're tarnishing your own team because of this. Especially if it it comes out to light, to it's true. I mean, Cleveland it, it is the Cleveland Browns, so it's not that much of a tarnish, but still, you know. But you got to imagine, though, <clears throat> Cleveland Brown fans probably waking up to this news in the morning, going, "It fucking figures," <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's. You know they bitched and moaned because the. The original Browns snuck out of town and became the Baltimore Ravens. But then they had, for the longest time, they didn't have a team. And then they convinced the NFL to give them an expansion team. And, oh, oh we got a great idea. Let's name ourselves the fucking Browns, you know. And... I mean, you're you're hailing from a city that's produced the likes of LeBron James. Do you really have that many, you know, that much aspiration for your football team? You know, I mean, Cleveland's a football town regardless. I mean, it doesn't matter how well the Guardians are doing or how well the Cavaliers are doing. I mean, the, the Indians could be, I'm sorry, the Guardians could be a win away from winning a World Series, and, the, and it, it was proven because back in 2016, when the Cleveland Indians were playing the the Chicago Cubs in the World Series, you had all this Game <laughs> Six drama. And what did the front page of the Cleveland newspaper have on? 
Browns. Uh, it, it had a story about the Cleveland Browns in it. Really? The World Series was under the fold on the front page. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. You know, so I'm just like, whatever, man. Cleveland, I'm sure it's a great town. And and you know, they there's a lot of missed opportunities there, but I'm just like you just want to beat your forehead against the wall. Or have somebody just, you know, choke themselves with your own hand kind of a deal. But I don't know. So we're going to move on to NASCAR news. Um, Bristol had its dirt race under the lights this past Sunday or last night, Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Turned out to be a pretty decent race, a really surprise ending. Um, Two guys got into each other, took themselves out, and then the third place car snuck in and won the race. And instead of the two guys fighting, they're best friends. They came up and the guy that, you know, was running second at the time of the wreck comes up, apologizes because he said, I thought I could make the pass under there. And and I'm really sorry, dude. You know, if you want to punch me in my mouth, go for it. And he's like, no, man, it's it's all good. Yeah, and they shook hands, you know. And I'm like, that's real classy, you know. But um, something of note. Uh, the Boston Marathon was run today, and NASCAR Hall of Fame nom- nominee Matt Kenseth ran in the marathon today and completed it. Um, he's a f- you know fifty years old at this point. He finished three thousand five hundred and fifty eighth overall and was an impressive one hundred and forty first in his age division. Um, and and. and Jimmy Johnson ran the ran the event a few years ago, back in 2019. Mm-hmm. But he did it 36 hours after running a cup race, right? So Jimmy Johnson finished the event in three hours, nine minutes, and seven seconds. Matt Kenseth, who is older than Jimmy Johnson was at the time, ran it in three hours, one minute, and 40 seconds. So he ran it faster. <laughs> so um, he, he's faster on on the track and off the track. Well, Matt Kenseth was a uh, he was a uh, he was a, a series champion back in two thousand three, and um, he went he won two Daytona five hundreds, whereas Jimmy Johnson won seven championships. I think two Daytona five hundreds can't remember no way it doesn't matter um matt kenseth had to run the chicago marathon last october he finished it in 30908 um but it qualified him for the boston marathon this morning uh, which is why i'm wearing this jersey today because it was patriots day and on patriots day the red sox have been scheduled to play at home on patriots day going back the last 58 years and they, they started wearing this jersey on Patriots Day because uh, they're also remembering the, the marathon uh, finish line bombing. Mm. So um, this was the jersey that the team wore when they first came back to Boston after because they, they, they had a walk-off uh, home run and left town uh, about 38 minutes before the bombs went off. 
Mm. And when they came back into town from their road trip, I mean, you can look it up. Uh, David Ortiz's famous speech, you know, this is our fucking city speech. Um, this, this, he said, you know, the, the, the name across the front of our jersey says Boston, not Red Sox. He said, because this is our fucking city, you know. And I mean, it got everybody pumped up, you know. So it, it's it's become a tradition since 2013 for them to wear this jersey on Patriots Day. And uh, yeah, so um, I don't know. It's, it, they ended up losing today to the Twins, but, you know, they're back at 500. But I'm just like, okay, it's a 162-game season for a reason. So we'll see what happens. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays are going to be in town starting tomorrow for like a three-game series. And then we go to uh, – then we host Baltimore. Then we go to Toronto where they wrap up the road trip. Uh, it, well, it's not a road trip, but it's a, a 17 games in 17 days span. And um, um, Freddie Freeman signed with the Dodgers. He played for the Braves last year when they won the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. But the Braves are in Los Angeles tonight. So Freddie Freeman welcomes his old teammates to his new digs, you know. First thing that he does, hits a home run off their pitcher. Mm. <laughs> just like ooh. that's just, just that's just disrespectful i don't care who you are but uh talladega is the next uh is the race next week so next new next week is going to be a fun race to watch and especially um, especially since ricky bobby's not going to be there it's not going to be that fun but dale jr who normally works for nbc <laughs> is going to be in the fox booth next week so that's going to be fun mm. Um, if you really want some great insight as to like some of the Earnhardt family history, listen to last week's Dale, um, episode of the Dale Jr. Download, his podcast. He had his sister co-hosting with him and they had their aunt uh, come in and just talk about the family. Oh, Talk that's about neat. Their... Yeah, I would. I, that's something actually. I would. I would actually love to listen to. I love. I, yeah. I love the whole. Uh, the real behind the scenes stories and stuff like that. I, I just got watch, uh, done watching right before we started. Uh, something on uh, Andre the Giant, one of the uh, Louisiana uh, wrestling co-op thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had because Andre the Giant back in the day. The reason why he was so popular because he was so huge. Everybody wanted him uh, to come down and wrestle and everything like that. The man ate 22 freaking chicken fried steaks. This, this, because, because back then you go to one of the wrestlers' houses, they take care of you and everything, and then you go on your way. And he ended up going to this one person's house and they made like a full meal and everything. He ate. 22 chicken fried steaks. Can you imagine the poor toilet that that man sat on? He didn't sit on a toilet. 
he couldn't. He had a, uh, a there there. This is the I, I love Andre the Giant because he was just he's one of those gentle giant type of uh, people. yeah. And what he had to do is he had to use the rest. He, when he used the restroom like that, he had to use the tub because he was that big. He he literally had to sit on the tub, do his business, clean it up, and then go about his business. Because he was just that huge. We're talking about a guy that was I'm trying seven to waffle foot. stomp that shit through the damn brain. <laughs> But he, I mean, his turds uh, are probably were that big around. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Good lord. Uh, but I mean, think about it. He was seven foot tall. Uh, there, there's a picture of uh him with. I mean, if you watch Princess Bride, which is the greatest movie, you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. But he palmed one of the uh, stars of the show. I just forgot. I, I think it was the chick, but I'm not really sure. No, no, no. It was the chick because she, uh, she was really cold and she ended, uh, he ended up just putting his hand on her uh, head to warm yeah. her up and everything like that. And it basically engulfed her head. It was... Yeah. So I went to go clean out my storage unit today, right? Because I'm I'm trying to shut it down. Yeah. And I found found my Ryan Brazier autograph ball, right? Mm-hmm. But then I found it. I thought it was lost. Thought it was lost for all time. I was like, take that out? huh? Don't take that out. It it's okay. okay. It's okay. I'm not touching the autograph. I found my King Griffey Jr. autograph baseball. That is awesome. I was like, oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So I was like, okay, I just need to get my John Lester baseball back. And then I'll be a happy guy. It'll go, it'll sit, it'll sit on the shelf behind me at the new digs along with my uh, Pete Rose ball and uh, the two Nolan Ryan baseballs that we we, we purchased. Oh, yes, right. Oh, and there's a new documentary coming out called Facing Nolan. It's going to run for one night only, I think, on May 27th. Select theaters. Yeah. It's It it looked pretty good because they ran the previews for it at the the Rangers game frequently. So That's something I don't mind going to theaters for, too. Just something that like that. Just get... Because on something like that, you get the people that actually cared about that stuff. Yeah. And they're watching it and they're willing to pay for it. And they just, you get that energy. Yeah. <coughs> but, I don't know. Um, it's coming up on 10 o'clock. Yes, we've been doing it. We've been doing it for an hour. Uh, but, uh, we, I still got to call. I've still got to call my lady. Yeah, and we got to do our devotional, and then I'm going to take my scraggly butt to bed. I think we could probably shoot a what the hell tomorrow. Yeah, no. Tomorrow, well, if we do it tomorrow, we're going to have to do it early, depending on what time I get off. Reason is, Colin's got his second game of the season tomorrow at seven forty-five. We can do it as soon as you get off. Yeah, I'll let you know. If it um, is it supposed to rain tomorrow, so if it rains tomorrow, 
Oh, that is a good question. Please don't. I think say it that. was. I think it was like forty percent chance. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky. I'm not putting that evil. It's forty percent chance. Forty uh, percent chance. Right at six o'clock. Let's just it, hope it's a passing shower. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's actually going to do anything, and it's nothing going to be that big. Most of our stuff is next Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which the Pancake Festival is next Saturday. So we may be able to get. Uh, some episodes pre-recorded and put them in the can over the weekend. Okay. Because uh, I don't have the boys this weekend. Yeah. I mean, we can so. do this. And, and we still need to do our fathers uh, on the show. Oh, at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. If anything, we can do that Sunday. Yeah, we can take a look at it. Um, would we have them come here? Yeah. Okay. If anything, we've got plenty of chairs uh, outside now. We do. We could probably shoot it outside. Yeah. Yeah. My my. <laughs> they were like, are those from the studio? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, sorry, I forgot to tell you. And he's like, it came up. I was like, where the fuck did these come from? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like oh my you God. are you are very very you, you forget way too easy no dude i have had a full plate yeah i mean your your reasoning is is up it's there. sound so just yeah. shut up and go with it anyways all right man well i'm gonna i'm gonna hop off here because like i said i've got i've got i've got to call my lady and and I got to get in the shower because waking up earlier to get in the shower is a little overrated. That's what we make coffee for. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm David Ickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Thank you for watching Nerd Sports. Nerd. Victory.